0: all right we're live we're back how long has it been
1: oh i don't even know i think it's been like two weeks two weeks yeah you just been pouty no what yeah you have
2: <laughs> that's that's not what happened i like let's go to your
1: pod. pod the kids are asleep we're we're you know yeah. right like no,
2: no. I think the problem is we both have ADD, and <laughs> we say we're going to do a pod, and then we both walk off in a different room. You
1: don't have to profile me like that, but yeah,
2: because that's what almost happened again tonight. Was I went? Oh, I'm ready. You said I'm ready as your voice trailed down the hallway.
1: Okay, <laughs> right. no. I think we can just come to the conclusion that I'm the one that said let's do the pods, and you're just. It's all right.
2: Yeah, that's true. I probably wasn't going to – I wasn't really going to push for one tonight.
1: Yeah. I'm on it. I got to be your handler.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, (laughs) do what you got to do.
1: Yeah.
2: I think that – I think
1: the markets have been stressful too, so.
2: Yeah, there's been a lot going on. Or just
1: like pretty choppy, and it's hard to talk about choppy.
2: Yeah, last week I was frustrated. Yeah. So, this week has been fine, you know. It's been fine because I realized what the markets were doing. Yeah. And I just, I stuck with what was working.
1: Yeah, I which, think you you surprised a lot of people from what you what you originally said.
2: What did I originally say?
1: Oh, that like, well... I'm just going to speak on AMD cuz you've been talking to me about it this week but that it's that's going to go up and you just need to hold. Right. And people are like no it's not you're crazy and you're like all right <laughs> fuck around and find who's out. Who's
2: saying that. I don't know. I've
1: Oh yeah, you don't you don't really look at like the I don't read comments. comments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like in your Twitter like looking at who's being mean to you. You could be, yeah,
2: I was going to say like there could be <laughs> there could be thousands of like Terrible comments, and I—I I would have not a single clue. Yeah, I'd be like, everything's great.
1: <laughs> What's so funny is it took you like three hours to realize that I wrote a post for you. Yeah, but if someone comments or like mentions you, you're like on it, like disruptor. You're on it. I that's feel hard, like I have a, on
2: it. i feel like I have a responsibility to yeah to answer that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. Because I yeah yeah. I mean they're supporting me, they're paying for the for the sub stack, like yeah. they they want insights. So if they if they mention me in the just,
1: chat. I thought you were just being A D D and just looked <laughs> over my
2: post. <laughs> I I perfectly top ticked AMD and was yeah. like, Holy shit.
1: <laughs> Time to go relax.
2: I was like that that was <laughs> I mean, talk about perfectly slamming the stop out button, yeah, maxing out profit and yeah. just like the thing was was that you know I mean last week was really good,
0: mm-hmm.
2: because it caught the weekend jump, and then um you know a little off time, I think later in the week, but basically figured out the right entry level for it at like one sixty three yeah, got back in, wrote it up, took a little off, and then it dropped, and I went no not gonna sell here we're gonna we're gonna double down (laughs) almost (laughs) and then and then it worked it's way back up to 180 today so yeah which is awesome because now it has a really fantastic setup with a cup and handle
0: Mm
2: -hmm. on it but i mean that i was thinking about this where you know you get in these swing trades and they can be so mentally deteriorating like i mean i've been tracking amd i i guess now for Tomorrow'll be two weeks. Yeah. So tracking it around the clock, working all the news on it, every you know, all the math that goes into it, behind the scenes, everything.
1: Oh yeah, and all the final all these calls on the bell and all that. Right. Having to do research on it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I mean there's a lot that goes into it to make sure that, you know, the swing makes sense. So um to then get the payoff <laughs> And wanting to be like, all right, now it's time to go take a week off and realizing that there's a fanta- there's another great setup Opportunity. on the same fucking stock. And you don't yeah. want to like, I mean, at some point you don't want to like just keep hammering it, you mm-hmm. know, and each time you go back to the well, you, you take a little bit less with you. You don't, yeah. you know, you don't start with like, you just don't, you don't keep letting it ride. Too. Yeah. You don't take the, you know, if you got house money. You don't you don't just keep like slamming the double down, double down button, you know, you ease off the gas, you let it you let it run. And then too, like, you know, when you're in a play that's been working for more than a minute, you know, it's more than okay to average up
0: Mm
2: -hmm. on on the play. You don't always have to buy at the lowest piece of it. Like I. I think this has really helped me in terms of trading is, you know, like yeah i can i can average down pretty aggressively because i know i know how to read it right and i understand like the context of the situations that are happening that i can take pretty good guesses of like you know like amd for example when when it dropped to 163 i knew that you know i could i can add here because Mm -hmm. more than likely you know five percent is too far of a rubber band stretch one day it's gonna have to come back Mm -hmm. and i and i saw in dark pools how they were accumulating and that kind of stuff right so you can put two and two together so that you know you know how to keep averaging down in a way that makes sense for the play that the play is still legitimate. Mm. But once you like step out, it's okay to average up back in because I I look at it as almost like an insurance buy of um so AMD for example, right? So it went to one eighty today. There's a regression, it's a there's top of the regression channel is just about right there, right? Right. It's now bounced off that regression channel twice, each time a little bit higher, but obviously that's how the regression channel works. It's been going since October and it's been very obedient to that regression channel, so it's gonna be hard to to break out of it. Yeah. Now, I know that there's a cup and handle setup, which is very strong setup. It's a very strong bottoming and then and then obviously the handle's normally explosive, right? Excuse me. So, you know, I can, I could try to buy in at the bottom of the handle, but why? Right. I mean, I can, I can start a position at the bottom of the handle, but why would I put the majority of my money in at the bottom before I have confirmation of it? You know? Right. I can, I can let my options run up a little bit and keep averaging up as I get more confirmation of it because it's not it's like i'm buying i'm i'm skipping like you know i don't know 10 cents of of an option move for you know in exchange for the safety of you know however x many dollars that you have that you kept on the sidelines right for it instead of it going sideways right so you just like you just chip away you just like you go like yeah i'm buying insurance here by letting by letting the play play out a little bit further Mm -hmm. right so, and also, too, like, that's why it's great. That's why I always say, like, step out if you're uncomfortable because, you know, just like if, step out and then step right back in once once you see, like, how, go, it's, how it's painted. Yeah, how it's yeah. painted, how it's going your way. Yeah. You know, uh, because you, so, you would only miss, like, maybe 10, 20 cents of, like, an option move.
1: So, you're saying, like, for AMD, for example, just because that's what we're talking about. If it does the cup and handle play right you you're saying if you're not comfortable, you don't have to go in at the bottom because you're not sure right exactly what's gonna happen,
0: and especially because so
1: let it go because you've already made some from the previous play, go ahead and enter in at a point where you feel more comfortable,
0: yeah
2: where so you, can you can afford make, it okay right okay. like yeah. you can afford to wait that long because in my my head i always say like long in the trade which i know probably fucks people up because they're like oh he's trying to long he's trying to go long but it, it, it's me like i'm saying i'm saying it like the the saying long in the tooth like if the trade's getting long in the tooth long in the trade where it's ta- like where we've been trading it for two and a half weeks Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: How much more does it really have left yeah. in it? Like realistically, I always try to put myself in the time and space of, well, I've gone I've squeezed the juice a lot over the last two and a half weeks. Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: How much realistically does this trade have left? Because it's not just going to straight line up, right? Right. So what I'm betting on right now is if there's a cup and handle, and it works, and they break through the regression, what I'm betting on is that there's an ex- that there's an explosive move higher right but obviously the odds of that are like it's got to be the cup and handle it's got to be that setup
0: mm-hmm.
2: right so if the cup and handle doesn't work
1: then it's not gonna happen
2: then it's not gonna happen that way right so <clears throat> why would I wait for the handle to complete and see it actually get through 180 where I know it's getting ding- where I where I've seen it get dinged twice now
0: mm-hmm. you know yeah.
2: Wait for that third time to get through. See it get through. Enter in. Buy in to it once you have that confirmation. Right. Because you can wait because you, you've already made your profits over the last two and a half weeks. This is just the icing on the cake. Right. So you know. I it'll be I have to, well, now my mind wants to talk about you know, it's it's interesting because it's playing out perfectly so far with the handle set up, or I, I estimated it, it will probably go about one and a half sessions to build the handle so we we did a half session today with the handle build and then and then we have about one more left, maybe maybe a half maybe maybe to one so Thursday, so it should take Thursday, which is tomorrow to finish completing the handle mm-hmm. and then potentially you have an explosive move on Friday which is a little bit risky because obviously the, you know an option expiry day there's some there's obviously some risks there because a lot of gamma's turning over and you know i i don't know i i don't like holding over a weekend when you've built up on a friday because a lot of times that could just be a gamma build that expires and then, and then it just turns over and then you have a sell off on, on Monday. Yeah. Or, which actually is what, that's what happened with the AMD. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, that stuff happens too. Like, you're not going to be perfect getting in and out, sizing in and out, but you know, you're just supposed to stay as active as you can because it manage it. Uh, there was one point where it dropped, it dropped on Monday and I, I had to slam the stop button because I, I just saw something I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it rebound. And I went, oh, okay, all right, back in. You know, uh, that's totally fine. You know, that's what saves you money in the end is, is you know.
1: Being cautious. Is
2: being that, is that kind of cautious. Yeah. yeah.
0: You want to be as active as possible on it. Which, yeah. But anyway, so what I was saying was
2: that, you know, now now it's like, A longer trade it's long in the tooth it's long in the trade
1: right you think it's expiring soon
2: yeah so i guess
0: a lot of people a lot of
2: people have kept asking me this like what am i seeing why do why do i keep thinking like like markets are going long because it it was true so last thursday i wrote you know qqq is going to go to 427 it went exactly to that number this week you know, over over this week it's mm-hmm. it went right to that number. And
0: um I mean part of it was was the bullish setup, but a bigger part of it's been the liquidity and the
2: fact that we're in an election season and the fact that, you know, the Fed has to cut rates because um, you know, the Treasury must refinance their debt. $9 trillion of debt. There's no way around that. Yeah. You know, also to this administration, the, the Biden administration is very market friendly. Um, you know, they are, they're very pro, pro liquidity, pro markets uh, being boosted. And uh, whether people actually believe the data or not, you know, the economic, the economic data is coming back in strong. And we can just put that aside mm-hmm. because even, uh, BLS is saying, you know, uh, there's probably some disconnect between economic data and the actual economy itself. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the the hurt that individual consumers are feeling, but it might not actually be as as true for larger corporations, which we're sort of seeing. You know, it's been an okay earning season so far. What what's really going to be defined is over the next week. So, so the next week is is really an important junction in my head. Like I've been okay longing into the upcoming week, and then that's where things start to get sticky. So tomorrow we have GDP growth, which obviously is a very significant driver of markets because of its effect on on cash flow and mm-hmm. liquidity within markets. And then uh, you have PCE. Which again, also a very big driver because it's going to affect the timeline of of the Fed and the rate cut decisions. So PCE needs to be needs to come in cold. Um, what a lot of people don't realize is that there's this thing called disinflation, which basically is, you know, you're not deflating, uh, but you're also not infla- <laughs> inflating as fast. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just
1: kind of at a standstill.
2: Yeah, you're kind of just still at the about the same level of liquidity yeah. that, that you were at before. Not Sorry, uh, you're, you're, the, the economy's inflated. Prices aren't coming back down, but they also aren't really increasing. Or they are increasing, but they're at a more normalized rate. Uh, just quick. And during that disinflation, it's actually normally a very bullish time for the economy. Okay. Just because you know there isn't like an illiquid moment and there's not like a heat death from inflation, so the illiquid moment comes from the deflation of, of an economy, and basically then there's not enough cash on hand to stay keep markets liquid, and then the illiquid action causes high volatility, which then normally results in sell-offs in in markets so this disinflation period it's it's pretty supportive of of markets and typically you know that it is what we're seeing right now has all the characteristics of a new bull market and i think i even wrote that back in uh november was mm-hmm. that you know this looks a lot or end of november this looks a lot like a new bull market and it was i mean yeah. we ra- we've been rallying for the last two months and people have lost their fucking minds over it. Yeah. But they don't realize that the liquidity situation is what defines it.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's what has pushed it higher. So normally then you enter a deflation period or basically you you cause a supply and demand um, imbalance Mm -hmm. once you start uh, lowering rates again because people go, Holy shit. You know I can I can finally sell my house. Right? Or like people or it respark it resparks potentially supply and resparks demand. Right? Because because supply people with houses go, okay, I, I can get a good deal on my house now and and go buy another house at a more reasonable rate.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
2: So you do potentially have a flooding of supply that comes out because of like things getting shaken loose. So it's really the after the first rate cut is when is when a bearish market typically emerges.
0: Mm.
2: So, some people are saying it may be different this time because the economy has been so strong, and the Fed. So in two thousand and seven they started cutting rates, and it wasn't until you know two thousand and eight, obviously, that uh, yeah, the economic downturn actually started. And a lot of people go, "You see, you see that, you know it, they." When it when you start co- you know when you when you start shaking all that shit loose, that's when uh that's when the economy collapses. Might be true, might not really be true. There was a lot of like regulation issues. There was you know mm-hmm. a lot of different things that we can we can get into, but um a
0: lot of things people shouldn't have been doing that they were up to. Yeah. And so people are saying this time's different obviously i'm I'm a bit weary of someone
2: telling me this time's different, but you know I can see the case for it i think it I think it's a legitimate case that the economy is strong, and that you know you might have some hiccups, but the Fed has largely been a plus in their response to both uh you know the pandemic, which they didn't have full data on. I will still say that they probably, you know, eased for too long. Back in uh twenty twenty two, they should have they should have you know cut the spigot off
0: much much sooner, but. Uh. And then they've been a plus in their
2: response of of handling inflation as well, and they've been very responsive. They they've quickly adapted to to fiscal policy, you know. Adapted fiscal policies when when regional banks started to fail, they there was a quick intervention of it, and that's what you want. You, you do want in capitalism well, not in pure capitalism I, I'm sure there's going to be people like screaming at me <laughs> about that, but you know in an, in an ideal system, you do want government intervention to be quick and responsive to, yeah. to it because it, it, it limits the systemic risk. Mm-hmm. Part of the problem with 2008 was that they did not minimize the systemic risk. They let they let it get to things like GE, right, where GE makes fucking dishwashers. What the fuck do they have to do with banks? You know? Yeah. There's there's an issue with that. Uh it where where it starts bleeding over into different industries, right? They kept they kept the regional bank issue completely mitigated and isolated to regional banks alone. And I can't argue with that. I can't argue with with those kinds of results. They're doing their job, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But people are going to go, well, you know, the Fed's responsible for a lot of the inflation. I I actually think it a lot of the inflation's uh, the responsibility lies mostly with Congress, and they're they're you know completely deficit high high deficit spending uh, in their budgets. You know, it's. It's not being driven by the Fed. The Fed's just doing their job. Right. The problem is, is that we spend too much and we don't bring enough income in, right? And it, whether that actually matters or doesn't, it, well, we know it does matter because because the interest payments are now the, the third highest um, budgetary item that we have to pay each year. Yep. And, you know, that's going to result in austerity no matter what. So... There's a significant issue on the table, but it, it's the issue has been with Congress, not not with the Fed. The Fed's done their job; they've kept the economy strong, and thank God they've kept the economy strong. Because if the economy hasn't stayed strong, this deficit spending would totally fuck us. Because you know how are you supposed to derive uh, tax revenue from a sunken economy? You can't. You have to go to a harsher austerity when that shit happens. I mean, look at Greece. You know the... That's what, when when debt balloons like that, you can't afford the economy to tank. So, the Fed did their job,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I'm fine saying that. You know, but it's Congress that that needs to fix some shit.
1: You have like steam coming out of your ears.
2: I I'm fucking angry. No, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> back away. I'm boiling over at and this you fucking are. shit. Yeah. No, it's, um, I mean, I don't know. It's been, this has been the way since 2000. It's been the way for, for decades since the eighties. It's not, it's not been this since the sixties, since we left the gold standard, it's really been this way. We've, we've been on this path since the sixties and yeah, I mean, it's just going to be a fundamental thing. The problem is, is that, you know, can you cut the heroin off and, for the most part too it's really hard to clean house on the government and you don't really the way congress is designed people are more incentivized to spend than they are to you know keep a tight uh keep a tight lid on on the purse strings you know
1: yeah
2: and like everyone wants their district to get you know a million dollars flowed flowed into it that there's you know business activity and stimulation all that shit right so you're not gonna really see a whole bunch of people coming forward and volunteering for for cuts yeah and the american people don't don't press congress either so i i mean you know what the fuck you guys
1: (laughs) (laughs) we need a rally
0: we need a rally what does that mean I don't know.
1: Get the band back together.
0: Oh, you mean like a rally of, of like people?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. I thought you meant like a rally in the stock market. I was like, we just had a rally.
1: No, <laughs> no.
2: The The funny thing about it is, is that we could have another rally because put sellers are, or uh, put buyers are so high. The, the, the volume of put sellers, or sorry, I keep saying put sellers, put buyers, is is so high it's like pre it's pre-pandemic levels and it's the highest the amount of people currently shorting the market is the highest in the last two years we are we are oversaturated with shorts i i don't know if it's like this weird fear of of oh my god we've gone too far we've gone too high too many people are saying it's a bubble you know people just people keep buying the insurance key or. key people are are short addicted and want want that huge fucking crash, and they just throttle it all the way down so they you know they they throw all their chump change into a <laughs> into a short each week. It doesn't make sense, but the problem is, is is that because so many people are going short and it's not just retail it's also a lot of funds have this issue too. They're going too short and they're getting killed because volatility is getting suppressed in ways that I've talked about before yep. with VIX suppression. And uh, then the put sellers are making a ton of money and they're using it to suppress volatility even more and to use it to sell, sell people more, more shorts each week. So like, we're fueling the rally as or we're not but the shorts the shorts keep fueling the rally by shorting so much mm-hmm. like we just keep going up until people run out of fucking money to short you know it's a little bit crazy it's
1: you'd think they realize it by now
2: it's almost a uh it's a real issue because And i see why it's happening and i'm totally okay with it because they're trying to manipulate shorts are trying to manipulate markets and they're doing it in in, like the worst way possible like they're totally inefficient they're 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 doing a piss poor job because look how far down we've gone you know we just hit all-time highs um but they don't realize what they're fucking doing every week they don't realize they're just feeding money into to people that then throw it right into a long yeah and and these longs aren't selling, so you're giving somebody else your fucking money, that <laughs> <laughs> then they get to go long, on. So, and people are going, and I think people are, are like, their heads are fucking spinning because they're they're going, well, these valuations don't make any sense. Well, you're you're paying for those valuations with your shorts, and you don't realize it. And. it's a it's like i'm like well i understand why why we're up here i you know i think that you can even make the case for 500 s uh for 500 spy under an inflation inflation adjustment like i think that that's possible we're at 487 now although i saw a daily candle today that i didn't like on uh spy when, when we were in review and um Normally that candle marks a short-term top, but I don't I don't know yet. Because it might not matter. It the the candle I saw today for the daily it it would be really interesting. And so now my brain finally fucking remembers because I I guess I've been rambling for the last I don't know 15 minutes about where I wanted to go 15 minutes ago with this conversation. <laughs> You ever do that, and then you get pissed at yourself. You're
1: so heated tonight. You're f- arguing with yourself. I know. Well, this that's is so entertaining. This,
2: that's normal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, so can you explain the candle? Because you got me on the edge of my seat.
2: Yeah. So this is what I wanted to talk about. Was I saw the daily candle. I thought, well, that's really interesting because now we have two economic data events tomorrow, uh, tomorrow and Friday. And then I originally wrote think last Thursday that there that I could potentially see a downturn starting at the next FOMC. It just sort of made sense that there might be like a two to six week window for a potential pullback. I haven't really seen any signs of it yet, but it would basically start with Dixie triggering because Dixie might be in a cup and handle. And so like if GDP underperforms, I don't know and then PCE comes in hot. You could see Dixie spike. And if Dixie spikes, then you probably have HYG fall because liquidity's leaving the system.
0: And that would cause SPY to pull back, probably towards like 468.
2: But I haven't seen any signs of it yet. I just know that that's a potential contingency of what could happen tomorrow you know if it comes in Mm -hmm. that way i don't know what how it's going to come in i've been fucking making too much money on amd to notice about anything Uh. else (laughs) i'm just kidding but uh no you're not what
1: was it what did the candle look like
0: uh i just spilled my water oops (laughs)
1: <laughs> On my new couch.
0: No, I missed the
2: couch. I, I hit it perfectly in the crack of the floor. Oh yeah, good. We have to figure that one out later. What
1: did the candle look like?
2: Um, <clears throat> so sometimes I switch over to hollow candles, but really I, I just do it to check for, for gaps mm-hmm. to see if there's there's gap up, gap down,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and then I flip back to hiking. I I mean I'm if I'm looking at it, it's it's ninety-eight percent of the time I'm looking at hiking and then two yeah. percent of the time I flip over to hollow candles just to get a get a picture to see if there's any speculative uh buying or, or selling for gaps and to figure that stuff out. So um but I, I was looking at the hollow candle and I went, Well, that filled in today. So that, that's an issue because normally that, that can mark a short term top. But then I I guess maybe that could suggest four days
0: of selling, which Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, that's four.
2: Mm. Wednesday's FOMC. So maybe four days of de-risking
0: into FOMC. And then they come out dovish. You have a pullback.
2: Finally, and then you push for the summit, five hundred. And then we we order five hundred hats, <laughs> not five hundred hats labeled. Sorry, five or SPX five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I should pre-order that shit because uh, <laughs> now thinking about it,
1: I like watching your eyes as you're. Painting the picture and telling the story.
2: Yeah, you can see me.
1: It's really, yeah, entertaining.
2: <laughs> you can see me work, like almost walking through it step by step. I think.
1: I also asked you about the candle. I think four times. I so. did. I
2: answered. it. I said, it "Yeah, no, in.
1: you did. Yeah, it just took four times."
2: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I'm a, I'm a bit of a storyteller. I need to <laughs> I need to paint the, the scene for paint you. Paint the picture. And I need to I need to give context because I haven't talked to the, to them. I know. The people on the microphone in uh, two weeks,
1: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah.
2: They don't know what's been going on in my brain.
1: I know. That's why you're all boiled over tonight.
2: Well, yeah, I, I literally have steam leaving my ears.
1: Yeah, I had them move <laughs> away from you. <laughs> Scary. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm slapping water bottles over. I'm just, you know, Yeah. fucking heated.
1: Yeah, there's a lot going on.
2: Um,
0: but I I think that kind of paints the picture for it. Yeah. For it for markets. I mean, it really depends on what the economic news is tomorrow, because if
2: the economic news is fine, which I think it will be, I think it I think it does make sense for a couple of days of pullback, and then and then uh you know. FOMC probably is is a bit higher. You don't get a rate cut. You don't. You'll you'll get them to tell you that they're going to look at BTFP, um, in the bank
0: program in March. Oh, don't do that. Almost just dropped my whole water bottle down down the crack. Now. All right, I'm going to put it over
2: there.
1: So it's you doing the spills and not the kids.
0: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so you, you, you probably have them telling you that BTFP
2: is going to be looked at in March. I heard, I heard some little birdies tell me that BTFP will be extended a year. Um, but it's only applicable for banks already in the program, but you know, I mean, who gives a fuck they'll, they'll make whatever rules they want to make and, and amend it however they want to amend it. Mm -hmm. If they need to add more banks, they're going to put more banks in there, you know? Um, and then I, I heard another very interesting thing, which was that they want to taper QT. Quantitative tightening. Um, the runoff on the balance sheet they want they want to sl- start slowing that in March, especially because they got a good thing going on you know they're they're getting very close to to a soft landing they they've gotten all this Goldilocks news on the economy and um they're they're gonna they're gonna slow down the runoff on the balance sheet that's what I've heard we're going to take a look at that and they they mentioned it. I think, at the last press conference, actually.
1: What does that mean?
2: Uh, What specifically? Quantitative tightening. Slow
1: slow down on the data sheet.
2: Balance sheet.
1: Balance sheet.
2: So uh, there's a thing called financial statements. There's three financial statements. You got cash flow, profit and loss, and balance sheet, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You'll hear the Fed refer to their balance sheet, which is like basically assets, liabilities, equity, right Right? um and so they have assets on the balance sheet that they bought Mm -hmm. during the pandemic they ran up their balance sheet different different financial assets some of it's like mbs's you know uh mortgage-backed securities right all different kinds of things and uh they're like slowly taking it off by selling it back into the market right that's called quantitative tightening. They're exchanging it for cash. They're taking cash off the market, making it more illiquid. They're taking liquidity out of the system, and adding more supply back into the system. Gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. And basically, that that's supposed to uh, slow down the economy and and bring it to a to a stop. So, because there's less cash on hand to be invested elsewhere. So. They're saying if they were doing it at, you know, I don't know, let's say, if they're doing it at 100, uh, they're going to ease it back to like 90
0: or 80 billion per, per month or right. per quarter or whatever. Yeah, per month. Um, and so
2: that would be very interesting, because then there's less drag on liquidity, which should cause a nice boost. Especially for markets, right because if if all of a sudden you don't have this this illiquidity drag on you, you're supposed to have more cash on hand, so there there should be more cash in the system, which should send markets higher in theory um, and you'll get confirmation of that through hyg and hyd, especially in municipals. you want to see municipals really respond something like that you want more state and local cash to be responding
0: well to that Mm -hmm. um it's hard it's hard it's hard to talk well first off without stuttering
2: (laughs) just in general but also too there's so many different like mechanical pieces happening Mm -hmm. And it's very organic things. I'm not just reciting something from, from like verbatim that I learned in school 500 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I, <laughs> I, I have to think about, you know, what's the, what's the consequence and how does that actually affect liquidity in a whole new, new system. Right. Like there's, yeah. this is something that, and the interesting thing is like, I kind of laugh at this cause you know this, I don't really read my, my for you, for you page or, or, the feed thing on Twitter. Right.
1: <laughs> you just look at your,
2: I, I only read my own page. own page. I, I read my own page. I'd laugh at my own tweets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my
2: I talk about being in a, in a, uh, what is it? But what's so funny a is bubble.
1: then you don't even go and look at your comments. Like no. you'll respond to maybe one or two comments.
2: Just people I'm following. Yeah. yeah.
1: You just you just sit there and refresh your own page
2: to read my my tweets again, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is a good one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, so funny. Talk
2: about being in love with yourself.
1: Yep, you definitely are in love with yourself. That's good.
2: It's a very it's a very you know agape love though, not a, uh, you know.
1: Or you'll like, you'll write out a tweet. And you're like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and then you put it in your drafts. <laughs> and then you're like, Hey, what do you think about this? And I'm like, yeah, and you're like, it's not funny. I'm like, it is funny. And you're like, all right, I'm gonna post it now.
2: Yeah. Like Or <laughs> sometimes I'll be like, uh, they don't get this one.
1: I mean, you don't even care though. If you like it, you post it. Yeah. I think it's just funny. You put it in your drafts and you're like, Yeah, I'm gonna save it for later. And then two seconds later, you had me read
0: it. Mm-hmm.
2: And then <laughs> I post, post it. it. What was the yeah. last time I did that? I don't. For me, it feels like my my drafts are a dead dead library. Like I just have. I used to have hundreds of them, and then I logged out of Twitter accidentally one day. Logged back in, they were all gone.
1: Oh no. Yeah. Why?
2: I don't know. The internet's a wild place.
1: Well, that's.
2: You think I know how the cloud works? <laughs> Obviously I made the cloud mad by by logging out. By logging out.
1: What the hell? And they
2: responded by yeah.
1: Deleting all of your deleting all my drafts. drafts. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's like the Library of Alexandria in there. (laughs) There was there was thousands and thousands of tweets of wisdom.
1: Thousands and thousands.
2: Lost to history
0: now. (laughs) Oh
1: man. Yeah. Too bad. I didn't know that. I didn't know you accidentally logged out one day.
2: Yeah, it was a month ago. <laughs> I was um I was stewing about that too, because I go back and read my drafts sometimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my. That's funny. And then I was
2: upset that I didn't have
1: them anymore.
2: Them anymore. They're like these little like Golden things I get to go read which is so funny because I'll, I'll reread my tweets i I almost absolutely refuse to read um, my own sub stack
0: like I won't go back and reread it. Your daily yeah why
1: Because you're a perfectionist yeah yeah
0: I was trying to figure out how to how to put it
2: specifically but it's it's because i'm a perfectionist and i'm very vulnerable in my i my posts. yeah i don't like i don't it's not that i don't like my own vulnerability it's it's that there's only so much vulnerability one can taste before they go what (laughs) up
1: i mean you you've gotten mad before that like you don't think that your writing was like appropriate one day or good and you're upset with it i'm like well that's crazy cuz i was
2: like i don't care about appropriate but good yeah like
1: <laughs> i mean not appropriate but like you feeling like it wasn't your best yeah but that's simply not true so you're in your head
0: i am in my head mm-hmm. i don't think
2: you know me I, i've lived my whole life in my head
1: i think i know you yeah i think it's just silly it's um I get what you're saying. Like you want to make sure that you're putting out the best you can, and if you're feeling,
2: it's much more. Se- I think that in my in my own eyes, the stakes are much more serious with my Substack than your Twitter. Than my Twitter, yeah. My Twitter is is just this like funny little thing that I have, and <laughs> somehow people found me and. <laughs> Somehow, somehow, people found me responding to my own co- responding to my my own tweets, <laughs> and thought we should listen to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> my Substack is actually like a real formulaic, you know,
1: educational.
2: Educational. Yeah. There, there's a lot of like blood, sweat, and tears that go into like writing a reflection. You and also then...
1: get very feelsy.
2: I do well, and that's what I was talking about. Though it's the vulner, it's like it's vulnerable. So. Yeah. And I I don't like to reread like I I like to I like to put it out there, let it go. And it's not that I'm not like going back and rereading like to edit it. But like I like to say what I got. I like to say my piece and just like move on, Mm. you know.
1: Yeah. And not like stress over what what else you could have said. There's a peace of mind to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I mean, it's
1: kind of equivalent to writing down your feelings and then burning the piece of paper.
2: Yeah, except that I just let the whole world...
1: Except you let the whole world know.
2: Read it, yeah. Yeah. Not the whole world, just the paid subscribers. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so... I don't know. I also, yeah... It's hard to write every day. Too, which and then and then I, I start realizing that you know I have had four days in a row where I where I announced an excuse, and I'm like, can I just cut the crap and just like fucking write something? But honestly, I'm sitting there and I just don't have anything serious to say. You know, that day. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. I mean, I think that's fine. You know, I think like you do have to be forgiving of yourself. I think, I think I am forgiving of myself. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pause there and think about. To
1: an extent, yeah. Uh,
2: um, but, you know, like, I, I think it's like that weird line of you need to hold yourself to what you should be. But also find where you can be forgiving of yourself as well.
0: You know? no, I,
2: so, Someone was telling me this really interesting thing about leadership and I think it applies to, to the self self as well in terms of like growing as an individual
0: mm-hmm.
2: is so he was a captain in the army. He, he oversaw trainings, right. They would do like live drills and, and that kind of stuff. And, you know, there were like different tactics. They they would give, they would give each, you know, I don't know, leader of a platoon, you know, a, a book of tactics. Yeah. And they say, you know, execute these maneuvers, right? And the guys would follow. Some, occasionally, leaders would come along that were like, they would just follow it to the letter of the law, right? There would be no adaptability to, to the manual, right? And they would start to fail, right? Eventually, something would go wrong,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Um. And they would start, they would, they would fail in the training. And he he said, You gotta let them fail to a certain extent and be and like be encouraging of them and being like, like, okay, like, you know, like you can do it, like go get up, try again. Get up, try again. And then you have to know when the line is when you step in and and save them from the from the failure, right? Because if they fail if they fail too hard, then, like, you know, it's just, like, they're not going to learn anything from it. Mm-hmm. There's only so much, like, to a certain extent of exhaustion for it. Like, they need to step, like, you step in, you go, time out, you know, like. This, Execute it this, this way. This is what you need to do in this situation. Yeah. Right? And you teach them, and you have them run it again, and, and, like, show them, and then just, like, teach them how to be, like, adaptable. Like, you slowly teach them in how to be adaptable that, you know, like. You don't read things by to, to exactly to so the manual. The manual is more like um, a set of guidelines, not not a set of rules. Yeah. It's it's something that is the just supposed point. to give you a starting point that you adapt to and and learn how to adapt to. Yeah. Right. So, I think it's the same thing with with your own growth. You need you need to like tell yourself like get up, go again, do it again. And then know when when you know you've hit a hard failure line, and you just go, "That's okay." Like you know what? Like, like I can forgive myself, right? We're just gonna start over again. You know what? Whatever, whatever I failed at, like I didn't write four days in a row, and I've been on myself about it for four days now. Tomorrow, I'm not gonna say a fucking thing about the, <laughs> the last four days to myself. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay that I didn't do that. I'm just going to start tomorrow and I'm going to and then I'm just going to get that post out there and then I'll just see about the next day, you know, and you just you reframe it back to one day at a time. You I think oftentimes, at least with with what I was writing, it was starting to build up where it was monotonous and there was too much. And um,
1: there's this level of expectation, there's this level of
2: expectation I've gone so many days yeah. and I can't I can't miss yeah and it's not fun, you know, yeah, and i want my i want it to be enjoyable for me, yeah, to a certain extent,
1: yeah, I think you do find joy in it
2: I think i do too mm-hmm. i I like writing, you know, yeah, i just don't i don't
1: like writing bullshit
2: when it's a chore like yeah when i'm when i'm gonna churn out something that's contrived i don't want I don't want it to be contrived i I want it always to to be done well, and, and I'd rather, I think this is, you would never know this, because I just, I chat your ear off <laughs> constantly, but I, if I don't have anything to say, I'd rather not say anything, right? Like, I, I don't need to contribute more bullshit to the yeah. world. Yeah. I can just, you know, hold it back and, and put out something when I do have something to say. Yeah. So, Man, this is like the old podcast, you know, me, me agonizing over, over my writing.
1: (laughs) I mean, I've always been a big fan of your writing and I'm sure, you know, the tribe is too, but I mean, I get at the end of the day, if you feel you're not doing your best, like just slow down and collect yourself and your thoughts yeah and just try again
2: just try again, yeah you just sometimes press the timeout button wipe the wipe the slate clean, don't let it build up in your head and just go, it is what it is. we're starting again tomorrow,
1: or don't be a pussy,
2: or you know don't be a pussy and, and just write every day be a fucking robot, why what's so hard about that?
1: Just be a robot
2: just be a robot, crank yeah. it out, crank it out yeah. be fucking AI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I I like where the writing's going. I think that, um, I'm always surprised that people like the pod, though.
1: I think it's because you go on tangents, and you, like, just, like, boil over, and it's hilarious.
2: It is hilarious.
1: Because on, on Twitter, you are very, like, comedic and funny and then on your Substack and your dailies and stuff you're very like dialed in you touch points on you know mental health and relaxation and loving yourself which that's a whole different side of you right and then you know you have the educational piece of it where you just you know you're like, oh, and look at this, and look at this, and look at this, and boom, it was right, and right, and right, and then on the pod, it's like, you just, like, cut up, and you're just making fun of yourself, and it's just, like, it might, I I feel like it probably makes people, like, relate to you more.
2: What if that's what I don't want? What if I want well, people because, to feel very, very far below me?
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna smack you. <laughs>
2: oh, my God. I don't think that's what I've been going for this whole time. <laughs>
1: You're a goof. Yeah. Yeah.
0: My uh my chess scoring's
2: gotten a lot higher on chess.com.
1: Well, I just think it's it's nice to see the different sides of you. Yeah. Well, I mean I get to see your shit every day, but I
2: know. I think I think people are always very, very surprised when they get get over the hill from Twitter onto Substack and they go. Oh, this guy doesn't belong in a mental asylum. He deserves far worse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I think it's important, too. You just, like, have fun with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's I get
1: so mad on Twitter, first of all. I just, like, want to just, like... Some people are such just dicks.
2: I think you're doing it wrong. I've never been mad on Twitter my whole life.
1: I'm not mad
2: you got
1: pissy pals in your little comment boxes, but then yeah,
2: yeah, but they don't know shit, and that's why they're all commenting because they fucking suck at trading. Yeah. So why would I listen to them? Why would you I go waste my just, time on them?
1: Do you think that maybe they're saying they're like saying these negative things to get more interaction? Is that a thing?
2: Like, pick me...
1: Pick me energy. Like, ooh, I hate Merlin. And then people, like, look at them.
2: I, I honestly think some people get so trapped in life that they're just fucking full neg. Like, full negative. You know?
1: <laughs> full neg.
2: Full neg. And then, um... They just, they hop online and just and write torturous comments because it's really a a exposition on on their own internal
1: like keyboard bullies
2: yeah yeah because really it's it's them projecting onto the world their own internal pain that they feel about life yeah so so that's
1: why it doesn't bother you it
2: doesn't bother me cuz i know them, they're not but
1: you just it doesn't bother you or you don't look at them
2: sometimes i see it but it doesn't bo- i've never felt i've never felt like this need to go through and respond yeah if someone's out if if someone I think is asking a very genuine question, I do try to respond
1: mm-hmm. genuinely. Yeah,
2: but also too, they gotta fucking make it interesting because you know, and I'm bored most of the time. Like, I don't, I don't want to respond to to the fifth comment about Do you think the stock's gonna go up? Like, I don't know. What?
1: Look at my previous three comments.
2: Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you just fucking read into it, or why don't you just buy the goddamn Substack? It's It's thirty dollars, one dollar a day. How? Yeah. What kind of straights are you in that <laughs> you can't afford something like that where I, I make it very, very clear how mm-hmm. things are, you know? I mean, the level of math that you get on the substack compared to just like these weird cryptic tweets from a guy that thinks he's a 673-year-old wizard mm-hmm. on Twitter, you know, it's just.
0: Yeah.
2: I I would have to say that it's probably a lot more satisfying
1: yeah, you get a lot out of the substack, but.
2: But yeah, so I mean, the comments don't bo- The comments don't bother me. They bother I, me. I I think people just live like they get in this box and they get in this self loop, and then they they. Their their own ne- their own thinking is so negative.
1: That they just project. That's project, just what project. they say. Like yeah.
2: their whole head is full of negative thoughts. So yeah. why wouldn't everything that comes out of their fucking mouth, also be negative? Be
1: negative, yeah.
2: Right, like that's why, like reframing how you think about yourself that's why that's why they always talk about the plasticity of the brain where like you literally need to just reframe how you're talking to yourself because if it's not positive self-talk your whole world's gonna be fucking miserable every day's gonna be miserable you're gonna have bad luck every day right like you need to you need to self-talk you need to tell yourself today's gonna be a good day you need to tell yourself that like you are worth it that you have value that like and just keep repeating it even if you don't believe it even if it's fucking boring even if it's you know uh monotonous you need to just say it over and over and over again like a mantra you know just to, and and tell yourself it because eventually at someday you will succeed at brainwashing yourself and then the whole world's gonna flip and there's gonna be rainbows in the sky and you're gonna be laughing at this podcast instead of Muttering under your breath about how you know, fucking stupid. You know the world is and, and these people don't know shit and uh, you know the market's gonna crash and the world's going to shit and all this fucking you know negative thoughts that don't need to happen. Yeah. The world can be a lot better place for yourself. You, we create our own jail cells in our minds. Yeah, yeah. you're as trapped as you want to be. Goodness what
1: you're so deep (laughs) and when like you're talking you have like this way you do your jaw it's like
2: whoa just throw my fucking jaw forward you just
1: throw your jaw forward (laughs) and you're just pissed (laughs) (laughs) you're so serious (laughs) that's why i say whoa
0: it's uh it's why i'm so commanding you know why i'm I'm so convincing definitely people don't want to get in my fucking way
1: no i think everyone just wants to be your friend
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay
2: (laughs) why don't we go back to twitter the twitter comments and say everyone wants to be my fucking
0: friend
1: well whoever actually ends up you know putting their time and energy into like Getting to know you and looking into your past your psychotic tweets. They like you, I would say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a it's pretty hard acquired taste, but you know, eventually after a couple
0: <laughs> years.
1: <laughs> after a few years and understanding, yeah.
0: Yeah. I can see that, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm
2: we just we're we're just diddling for time now
1: I'm not diddling for shit you did like a really deep comment and I was like oh he's going to close it out
0: Yeah, you
2: know me cuz we're at the hour mark and my internal clock is going it's going done. nuts it's going done <laughs>
1: It's like done done What's next?
2: Conversation had Yeah. On to the next thing. Well, cuz I got to go I got to go do math. Got to go. <laughs>
1: You do have to do math. You have big decisions to make.
2: I do. I got I got some pretty big decisions I that. will
1: like to, I just want to add in, I really love that in the sub stack and the daily chat, you normally and in your your charts mm-hmm. only. I like that you continue to pick you know, what you're following closely, but also you have the time and energy to look at what other people are in. Yeah. To try to, not to give them, you know, the answer of yes or no, do this. You just say, you know, it looks like it's doing this. Let me know how it works.
2: Yeah, because I want them to be. I love that. I want them to be their own traders. you know. Because, like, there needs to be a day where I'm, I'm just, I'm a second opinion. I should be just a second opinion. That you're you're taking away. You're it the on a safety net salt.
1: though. Like
2: Yeah, I can you know. stop you from fucking falling off the cliff there. Yeah. 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 That's
1: Which is a lot on you, but also
2: Yeah, I mean I I don't know. I'm
1: big wins, baby. I'm
2: guard I'm guardrails, but the, the guardrails are like the fucking bully bowling alley <laughs> guardrails. You know, they're not that strong. If you you can do whatever the fuck you want. If you you really want to lob that bowling ball down the Yeah. Down the side of the drain, there. Like, you just, you can send it, man. You can do it, but it might not work
0: out well for you. Yeah. Yeah. Choo choo. Choo choo. Money Train Express, baby. Mm hmm. Was
2: biz, baby.
1: Whiz biz, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for doing the pod with me.
2: You're welcome. I was afraid we weren't going to get it done.
1: I wasn't going to let that happen.
2: I thought. I had a lot to say over the weekend, so it's a terrible loss for people.
1: Don't tell me that.
2: I, I think we said a lot today.
1: I, we did, but I think you need to be more consistent. Okay. So.
0: Yeah. I think so, too. I think, I think that the schedules have been hard lately.
2: There's been a lot. Our schedules have been off different oh, yeah, times
1: been dealing with some stuff
2: yeah yeah so <clears throat> but that's okay so yeah all right all right all right all right all right all right All right. All right. All right. All
1: right. <laughs> time to go pour some whiskey whiskey yeah are we out of wine no I just want whiskey
2: yeah we have that um I forget it's that apple whiskey it's really good mm-hmm. yeah that's what I want it's incredible you know what's so funny about uh, this pod is I, I was telling you about a movie one time in this one pod I'm going to be as vague as possible because <laughs> <laughs> you know what it was so funny it was, I was like and I don't remember the name of the movie but if someone, some, if someone knows who's listening to the podcast Telling me in the chat. Someone did.
1: I know. I know. Wasn't it?
2: I don't know who it was. Oh, okay. But I, I am just blown away that someone was like.
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, I know
2: what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Normally people just let me fucking sink slowly in, in the uh, quicksand. Just let me go mad trying to figure out what the hell that movie was.
1: Yeah, you go crazy. if You can't think about something. I don't
2: even remember now. I got a new money tree too, by the way. You <laughs> <laughs> just remember I looked over there, in the corner of my office.
1: I know, you gotta water it.
2: No, no, no I know, I watered it. Uh, you say, we're on a, the money tree and I are on a, on a very tight bonding schedule right now. We are.
1: Oh, okay.
2: It's been introduced into the office. The feng shui is just about right. We're about to we're about to go to max one hundred percent whiz biz mm. in that office and then start cranking,
1: cranking it out,
2: cranking hard on on uh.
1: Well, make sure you give it water.
2: Bomb place because that that tree gonna produce a shit so ton of money. So it lives. Yeah.
1: And creates money for you.
2: Yep.
0: It's. And it's good. And me and my
1: spinning habits.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sort of. A little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Well, I love you very much, and thank you to... You're going to
1: ask me what the time is at?
2: All right. What time is it at? I already showed you, because...
1: No, you didn't. Oh, I didn't? mm
2: oh, what time is it at? It's
1: an hour and seven minutes.
2: Probably right. Yeah, it's an hour and seven minutes on the dot.
1: Wow. Wow. That was good.
2: Your, your internal clock...
1: Yep, it's too good.
2: Somehow it only works for podcasts. But when we gotta leave for Costco. Mm-mm. Nowhere to be found. I don't do that. No.
1: Yeah, give me time to get dressed in the morning.
2: Well, I also want to say too, like to the tribe, you know, thank you very much for for supporting uh me, supporting my writing. I appreciate you guys signing up for the substack and, and allowing us to do this. Uh this is the Wiz Merlin Uncensored. And if you didn't realize from the last three times I just mentioned the Substack, I do have a paid substack go check it out allows me to keep doing this kind of stuff and um yeah
0: all right we'll talk to you guys soon bye love ya